Hello, this is Annie Catherine, host of the multi-award-winning podcast, Soulful Series. Thank you for joining me as I chat with award-winning authors who have written a memoir or nonfiction motivational book and have an uplifting message to share. Hi, everyone. I am here with Elizabeth Gold. She is the author of The Well of Truth, Stories of Spirit. Thank you so much, Elizabeth, for being here today. Oh, I'm so happy to be here and have a chance to talk with you. Yes, I loved your book. It's so beautifully written. And I resonated with a lot of what you had written in this book. I mean, it's about women. It's about what we go through. So tell me what inspired you to write this book. This book really came out of a desire I had to reimagine the experiences that I was having in my life. So it's a somewhat autobiographical tale with a magical spin, but it brings together two pieces that I feel are essential for anyone, but particularly a modern woman. Uh, and one of those things is having access to um, the range of divine feminine energies that we uh, that we have inside of us. So it's not just the nice, the pretty, the acceptable, pleasing person, that, that we have a whole spectrum of emotions to draw from that we um, can see in goddesses of many traditions and from mythologies from around the world. So that's one piece is that I really wanted to highlight our connection to our sacred feminine and the other part was I wanted to uh, give a kind of respect and honoring of the rites of passage, the transitions that all of us as humans go through in our lives. And um, although we have things like birthdays and graduations that we celebrate, what are the initiations of soul that that help us grow and, um, you know, stretch that 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 we experience that aren't acknowledged so much. And so this book is really um, snapshots into the moments of this woman's life where she's faced with this place she's never gone before and she doesn't know how to move forward. And then she receives this inspiration that helps her get through the challenges that many of which are familiar. They're somewhat universal. Um, and, and so in that way, my inspiration was to use those to inspire other people. Yes. I love that. And I love that you said like going into the unknown, because one of the things I resonated with was the motherhood and you go into that, not knowing how that's going to go at all. You have, it's, there's no experience there. <laughs> you just are kind of thrown into it. So, and then the marriage thing too, I, I feel like you don't know these things and nobody can tell you what they've been through. Every experience is different. Right. So I just loved how you captured that. And, and the way you captured it is I think a lot of women will um, understand and see through your character that they're not alone, that this, <laughs> that this happens in many people's lives. So, so let's go into the themes. Okay. 
Well, there are many things that, as you said, it covers, uh, you know, the the beginning of the story is um, a, a young woman just out of university who has an experience of um, getting to feel her aliveness for the first time, her independent freedom, you know, that's part of herself that's just, wow, here I'm meeting the world. And then, you know, she goes through these experiences like, her wedding day, she's having doubts. And, you know, what do you do with that? You know, you can't, you know, it's like the day of your wedding and you've gotten this far. And so you just go through it. Um, and so a lot of the themes are about um, connecting with, you know, her connecting to her, her name is Grace, uh, connecting to her um, internal life and her intuition and um, sensing herself instead of just doing what she's supposed to do. Uh, and, and I, I see that as kind of like she's, she's walking this path, uh, and, and, and the themes are the, the ordinary, ordinary life questions and how, how to meet them. Uh, and I see it find, finding a way to, um, not only l learn to, respect and trust herself, but to also trust what's happening around her and the, and life itself, sort of the way it flows. Uh, so there's, you know, there's many different themes and each story seems to have a different quality to it. That's about um, her recognizing a deeper truth about herself or about being a woman, um, connecting to other women and sharing so so that we don't feel alone, as you mentioned earlier, that that that's a tremendous thing for for women. I, I believe that uh, not to feel isolated in our struggles or ashamed to share with other women. Yes, and I love what you said about the freedom because I think many times in my own situation where you you're young and you have all the, you can do whatever you want and then all of a sudden you start to make these commitments in your life the commitment to your marriage the commitment to motherhood and that's when you're you're questioning do I do I still have this freedom that I've had before right and, and that yeah and your stories kind of go through that when she went to to Italy right and she had all this right. freedom. Right. <laughs> that was a fun one to write, that chapter. And I've been to Italy, so I love that. Right. Well, I think there is, is something about the fact that uh, women, you know, we take on these responsibilities. And part of the, the um, feminine overlay is that we are the the nurturers of life like it's in our biology we we create harmony you know we create environments where where other people can thrive as well so when we move from just being a, a single person moving through the world into um, supporting a partner or raising a family or or an extended family then we we in some ways have to put ourselves on a back burner that, you know, our desires so that we can be of service to the greater good. And, uh, you know, and that's, and this is a, a trick that all of us, it's a, you know, this fine line we have to walk up, how to keep that spark of 
freedom or of inspiration alive in us in the midst of all of these commitments that we have as a mother or a partner or even uh, at our career. Yeah. That that there's so many ways that we mother the world. Um, and of course, there's no guidebook for that. And um, and often we don't feel like we have reliable or sturdy um, mentors. Yes. And so that can make it difficult that you can just feel like we're thrashing around on our own and not knowing quite what we're doing and, and not being um, deeply resourced so that we have the energy to do what we need to do. Um, and one of the things I, you know, realized very strongly when I became a mother was that if, if mama ain't happy, no one's happy. So, <laughs> so there's that important piece of like, I need to preserve this integrity of um, my ebullient nature so that I have something to give with my, and when my well is dry, at, Mm, not so good, you know. <laughs> yeah, yes, I I struggled I struggled with that early on in motherhood, and then I think I got to the point where this is it. That you know, just roll with it, <laughs> stay in the present, find a way to make it work, and be happy because. It, otherwise, you're gonna be miserable the whole time. Like, what did I sign myself up for? That's right, and and one thing that I noticed was that. I couldn't necessarily have that freedom to go and do what I wanted to do, but I always had the choice to bring creativity into the way I lived in my role, which felt very um, defined. But I, but there are there were ways that I could make it um, joyful for me to, and and of course kids love that too <laughs> when, yes. when you're when you're willing to go there yes. then then it becomes um a real collaborative yes. um, and like you said you have to let go of this certain thing of how things should be and uh and 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 therein lies the freedom when yes. when when we release that um that should would this is what I'm supposed to do or what I'm supposed to be like. And, uh, that we see out in the media or that other people put on us instead of being aligned with our, our true nature. Yes. Yes. So talk about bringing in the deities that you brought in. Um, I, I really love that. And like you said, we can find inspiration in that within ourselves and within these deities. So talk, because I feel that that's so unique. Mm. Well, I remember being in fifth grade and we were learning about Greek and Roman mythology. And I just, I just ate it up. I just thought that was the most incredible thing to learn about these women who were powerful and skillful and beautiful and and could do all of these things and i thought well wow i want that in my life and um and so as i grew up and went off to university and i studied art history which has a lot of mythology embedded in it it's kind of a visual mythology um that's that's in the viewing of of art and 
I, I just love learning about it so much. And that set me on a quest and a traveling through Asia and seeing the goddesses of um, different cultures. I know you recently interviewed the woman who wrote uh, Roar Like a Goddess. And I loved that book because because she brought it to life in such a way that um, that maybe in Western culture we don't we don't quite have a relationship with different female deities. But as I wrote the book, I I I wrote chapter by chapter, and and what I felt my job was to kind of nail down the the tent poles and say, okay, this is the situation. This this woman is, uh, for instance, um, on, uh, on her wedding day and, and this is what the scenario is. And then I would just let go and say, who, what wisdom wants to come through me? What, what, what message wants to be shared? So I didn't necessarily know who was going to show up and what, what they were going to say. I just kind of built the container and then, and then let the goddess come with whatever message. Wow. Yeah. So that, so for me, it was, um, the writing was an experience of interfacing with various goddess energies and, uh, learning about them and conversing. Like, hmm, it's interesting. You would say that this is the message you would send and I'd have to think about it. And, Ah. Yeah. So, so, it, so it was divine guidance for you as you were writing. Absolutely. Ah. Absolutely. So it was like a co-created work. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. I love that. I love yeah. that. So um, besides the deities, uh, what else is unique about your book? Well, one of the things that I would say is that um, there are many books, wonderful books out about uh, divine feminine or about goddess cultures or uh, books that that have to do with what, you know, what these different um, feminine energies are. But I wanted to write a book that brought it into daily life, that that that. This was a woman who wasn't particularly, um, you know, woo woo, but she she had access to uh, what what the goddesses wanted to say, and 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 it's very concrete. It's uh, real life. It's not esoteric, and and that that to me was important, so that women can see how this how this can live in us and how we can incorporate this, um, these possibilities yes. and, and make that happen. So that, that's, I just wanted it to, to be, um, you know, a straight, a straight talking book that, yes. uh, you know, the mom with <laughs> baby food in her hair, she's a real person. <laughs> <You know? Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> I had baby food in my hair too. <laughs> So, um, who will benefit from your book? I, I think anyone who is open to exploring the divinity within themselves. I, as a woman, I wrote this book from a woman's point of view about experiences that uh, pertain to women. But to be honest, uh, it's inspiring for men or for 
anyone, no matter what their gender identity is. It's, it's just a book that I hope people will find inspiration from to tap into the wisdom that they have inside because we all have it. Yes. And, and it was important for me too, to have in one of the stories, it features the green man. Uh, so it's not a female deity. It's, it's, it's a man. And, uh, you, you know, so it's not, it's not just one kind of thing. And, and some of the stories have, um, wisdom from um, a spirit animal or, there's a wolf in one and there's a rose that offers inspiration in another. So I, I wanted it to be somewhat um, porous and flexible for people to be able to access the wisdom. Yes. Yes. I love that. So um, what would you like, or did we say, wait, what would you like readers to take away? Did I ask you that? Sorry. <laughs> uh, well, I, I think very much, I would like them to recognize that even though sometimes our lives can feel like, oh my God, this is just a slog or that, you know, we go through these things to, to see it as sort of a bigger picture. Like we, each of us has our own personal mythology and we have, you know, trials and challenges and we, we get through them and to acknowledge and honor ourselves for the journey. It's not an easy walk through modern life. I don't, I don't think it's an easy walk for anyone, uh, but to, but to take a moment to recognize the experiences we've had, the places where we've grown and to, uh, yeah, to, to kind of take, take that in and really hold ourselves with, um, with love and respect and compassion for wherever our journeys have taken us. Yes. And and to me, that's the main thing. Yeah. Is... yeah, I agree. I think a lot of us, including myself, think that life just should be easy. It should just flow. It should be perfect. Um, and it's not that way. <laughs> and it's very hard to just let everything go that you expected your life to be. But it is a journey. That is right. And, and I think that's probably the biggest hurdle for, I will say for myself was that I had as a young woman, so many preconceived ideas about what my life should look like. And then one by one, <laughs> all of these things, these assumptions or expectations, they just got peeled away and, um, and then having to say, well, well, what is actually here? What is the part of me that's eternal? And that, um, is not dependent on, on these outer experiences, which I think a lot comes from, we watch movies and we, we watch things and we, and we kind of think, well, that's how it's supposed to be. And how come my life doesn't look like that one? Yes. And, and so, you know, I, I just keep coming back to like, each of us is on our, our own journey and, and we can't compare because we don't know what, I don't know what you came to experience, nor do you know what I, but we can find the places where we, where we meet and we can celebrate those yes. and we can support and uplift each other. And that's what it seems to be all about. Yes. Yes. I love that message. So where can people find out more about you? Okay. Well, I have a website, 
ElizabethAGouldStories.com. I'm also on Facebook and Instagram. Um, I'm not massive social media person. So I'm, I'm not posting every day. Uh, yes. <laughs> but uh, I, those are probably the best places to find me. Um, okay. Other ways I like to be writing. Yes. Oh gosh, I know. <laughs> yeah, yes, that's right. You just came out with a book as well. Did you not? It's coming out. It's on coming February out. 7th. Yeah. So, so exciting. Yes, it is exciting. So where can people find your book? Okay, well, it can be found at all of the major usual suspects everywhere from um, independent bookstores to the larger books chains, Barnes and Noble, Amazon, um, bookshop. So it's, it's wherever you want to find your favorite books, wherever you like to shop. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for joining me this morning. I loved our conversation. Me too. Thank you for having me. It's really, really a pleasure. Yes. Great. And best of luck with bringing your baby out into the world. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Soulful Series is hosted by me, Annie Catherine. Soulful Series is a Vienna Studios production produced by Vanessa Ferlano. Music by Vanessa Ferlano. Catch you next time. Part of the ACAST community.